for the majority of our kids right now. There's just so much going on for kids these days that it is very difficult for them to be in class present, low window of stress tolerance, and 100% ready to learn and eager to be there. So as educators, we have our work cut out for us. Welcome to the Society's Child Podcast, where we have real conversations about being a trauma-responsive educator in the midst of a significant mental health crisis. Hi, I'm Trish Senzak, a former educator, compassion advocate, and Jesus lover, and I'm so grateful that you're here. Are you feeling confuzzled about your students' behavior and needs? You're not alone. If trauma-informed strategies leave you wondering, what's next? Don't worry. My friend, I've been there too. As a foster mom and a child of complex trauma mixed with my experience as a teacher, it's led me to finding a compassionate, whole child approach that's evidence-based, practical, and transformational, and I'm so eager to share it with you. Whether you want to connect with your students on a deeper level, create a trauma-sensitive environment, or you just need a little bit of encouragement or support, you're in the right place. So grab a drink, a pen, or your earbuds, and let's work together to create a safe and student-attuned trauma-responsive school culture. Society's children need you. So let's get started. Hey, educator family. It's good to be here again with you today. And I'm excited to talk to you about window of tolerance today. I know that all of us are in this crazy time where things seem to be a little extra stressful, especially in the educator world when our kids are coming into our classrooms so dysregulated. But before we do that, I would love to share with you a couple of the reviews that I've gotten on the podcast. So the review I'd like to read today, there's a couple of them. One is from Jean, and it says, Very informative podcast, not only for educators, but anyone who has suffered from complex trauma. I believe this podcast offers some valuable information that could be life-changing, not only for the students, but for the educators themselves. I'm so grateful for the information and awareness being put out there to give someone else a chance to feel loved and understood in the classroom setting. Thank you, Jean A.G. That means a lot because that is part of my purpose. And it starts with the teachers that work with the students that then it filters all the way up to the top to administration. Another review that I got was from TKR 2010-12, and it says, Discussing trauma in children and reflecting on the trauma in our own lives requires a lot of painful introspection and frank discussion. Even though the subject matter is very serious, I found the way it was discussed to be very insightful and with a clarity that was very helpful. It also led me to some questions about my own life and how trauma I experienced as a child shaped my own thinking. Excellent podcast. Amazing testimony. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me because, yes, this stuff is hard to talk about. And I would love it if we could normalize talking about the hard stuff. But it's got to start somewhere, right? And if we start in our classrooms, it gives the kids a new lingo and a new language. And it helps all of us to think about how we're showing up. So that kind of leads me into today's topic of the window of tolerance. We can think about a window of tolerance for all kinds of things, especially talking about something like this. It's hard for a lot of people to think and do the hard work of looking inside or staying in these conversations or thinking about it. 
But when I think about educators, I think about how you guys are in the middle of it for so many hours during the day and you're on and you're constantly having to assess and look around and think about what's going on in your classrooms, what's going on with the students. And it's, it's a multifaceted job, right? So let's define what window of tolerance is. This is the range of emotional and physiological state that is in each individual that indicates how much we can cope with the stressors and then engage with daily life or daily life activities or in this situation in classroom activities. And it's a concept that we use a lot in the mental health world to describe the optimal zone where a person needs to stay in order to feel balanced, alert, and in this situation, able to sit there and learn. So when we're in a good window of tolerance, then it's we're able to think and respond and effectively engage and be in various situations without extra stress. But then outside this window, when we actually have a lot more poured on us, we might experience like a heightened anxiety and numbness. It might be difficult to manage situations. And I think it's important to, for us as educators to really think about this for our, our kids. And I think this is where we kind of tap into the Monday's Mindset Matters that I did on Monday. If you didn't listen to that, I encourage you to go back to it because I talked all about being curious about our students. And this is another area where I think it's important we look at what our students are feeling. We also need to be thinking about our own in all of this, but as those 20, 30, 40 kids walk in the door, sometimes more if you've got tons, big classes, tons of big classes. It's crucial when we're teaching for several reasons. Number one, we're always wanting to, cre to create an optimal, optimal learning environment, right? We want to make sure that our room is set up and our, our, the atmosphere in our room is good. And we want to kind of make sure what's happening in the room is going to be of a, a conducive learning environment. Then we also need to think about the emotional regulation between the students and then also between us and making sure that if there's any number three signs of stress, if that's coming in the door, someone's off, someone's picking on someone else, someone's not receiving another kid very well, someone's deflecting something or there's just all kinds of stuff going on, we're able to get onto it right away and just kind of diffuse it or help regulate or help maybe check in with that particular student. Number four, that helps us adapt our teaching strategies to what's going on there. So we know if we need to bring some tools out of our toolbox to kind of help in this situation. And then overall, it just promotes the well-being of the classroom. It helps how people receive the lesson. It helps in all of these situations in the overall classroom learning environment. When we think of the window of tolerance for different people. I want to give you from a trauma perspective, uh, something to think about. Heather Forbes has a curriculum that she uses to teach in the classrooms. And she's actually one of my mentors that I follow in a lot of this. And she wrote a book called Help for Billy. And there's an anecdote that she gives in there of two children, and that's of Andy and Billy. Andy comes from a nurtured environment. He has a larger window of stress tolerance. He's able to handle and adapt things, and he basically lives a life from a top down, and he's able to think through and kind of get himself regulated a little more quickly. Another child that she refers to is named Billy, and again, both of these are fictitious, but it's interesting to think about a child who comes from trauma, a traumatic background, their window of tolerance is less. 
They don't think top down. They think from their emotional side and life is all wrapped around into the next 15 seconds. And if something goes wrong, it's the end of the world. And sometimes we wonder why kids have such a strong reaction to things. Well, their window of tolerance is less and they are operating in a different mindset. Not on purpose, it's just what happens. So anything could be affecting this. If if a kid with a traumatic situation is coming in with a lot of stressful events going on, maybe they didn't sleep last night because family was fighting, mom wasn't home, maybe they were sick, their physical well-being is not going very well, or maybe they're suffering from depression, or they have a lot of anxiety going on. Maybe there's substance abuse going on in the house, or they might be using stresses that make un unsafe living situations. Maybe they're too cold, especially like with winter right now. All of this is bringing in their coping skills. Maybe they lack coping skills and they're trying to figure out how they're going to navigate this. Whatever it is, these previous experiences or current experiences could be dinging a, a child in a particular way that's causing extra thinking, extra functioning, and extra need for tools, and they sometimes don't have ways to process it. So in these situations, there might be factors that are interconnected and it will impact this window of tolerance. For educators, what does this mean? It means that we have to be on our game even more. For the majority of our kids right now, there's just so much going on for kids these days that it is very difficult for them to be in class present, low window of stress tolerance, and 100% ready to learn and eager to be there. So as educators, we have our work cut out for us. We have to do all kinds of things to prepare for all of these busy students walking into our doors in a thousand different places trying to figure out whose level of window tolerance is ready to explode. So the first thing I would encourage you to do is to look around the classroom and ask yourself whose window of tolerance is about to overflow. You can look at this by who seems more anxious, who's really super irritable and agitated easily. Maybe someone's withdrawing and just doesn't seem to be themselves right now. Maybe they have physical symptoms going on like extra headaches and stomach aches and ailments. Maybe they're just having a difficult time concentrating. Perhaps someone has some high levels of emotional reactivity. Maybe there's a change in appetite. You notice a student was eating in lunch one day and maybe they're not eating the next time. Maybe that someone is just expressing overwhelm and stress and they're, maybe they're taking deep breaths of sighing a lot. That a lot of times is just a sign of overwhelm. It could be the little things that we're looking for. There could be some extra stress on top of them that's causing this window of tolerance to grow narrower and narrower and narrower. And these are the kids that we need to pay attention to. And these could just be our everyday kids, maybe not just our, trauma, our kids who've been through trauma, but there could be something else going on and it's, it's feeling extra stressful for them. This is a, an area that we can look at in general for mental health for everybody in the classroom. And I think this is a chance for us to be able to think about things that we can do in the classroom ways that we can set an educational tone for the class. We can set safe and supportive environments. There's the whole felt safety thing. What does it feel like walking into your classroom? Does it feel stressful? Are they freaking out about something happening in there anyway? Is there a quiz that's extremely hard? Have 
is there this extra heightened sense of, oh my gosh, I'm going to fail this quiz or I'm going to fail this test or there's a looming assignment today that I didn't do? That in itself, do they feel welcome and ready to come in wherever they are so that they can be accountable? And does it feel safe? Is it clearly communicated in a gentle appreciative, welcoming tone about coming into your classroom. So think about what's it feel like to be on the other side as a student walking in your door? Do they have a positive relationship with you, with each other? And try to think about the relationships that are happening in your classroom that probably are coming in from the outside to the inside. So then I would encourage you also to teach some emotional regulation skills. So if you see a lot of these these signs of stress and things going on, make just take a little bit of time to make each person feel a little bit more comfortable and in their own mind, get regulated. Take some breaths. Just have them count to 10 and give them some positive things to say to themselves about encouraging them. If they didn't get a chance to study for the test, is it the end of the world that they're not, they haven't studied? Just encourage them to do their best and let them know that they are welcome here no matter what the setting is. And then sometimes we can even accommodate or differentiate instruction based on the emotional needs in the classroom. Maybe something needs to be set aside today because something big is happening. Maybe we just need to be a little bit flexible in our teaching strategies. Yes, that gets us off of the curriculum. It gets us off of where we are. But I know early on in my parenting, I had a mentor say to me, relationship over rules. And I think it was one of the biggest and best things that they did for me as a, as a mentor for my parenting. And I kind of live that way with all of the relationships. I, you know, I'm a rule follower and I'm very rigid sometimes when it can come to that. And I have to stop and go, you know what? The relationship, it's, it's more about how they're feeling right now and how I'm making them feel, how this class is making them feel more than it is about the rules. Now, I know this is a little controversial in what I'm saying because Everybody has their, their ideas of what the classroom needs to look like and imparting information and getting the information across. But sweet friends, we cannot get any information into them if they're not emotionally regulated. It's just not going to happen. So I would encourage you really to be paying attention to this window of stress tolerance and offer emotional support whenever you can, trying to include everybody in on these conversations. I would also encourage you to do some self-reflection. Where are you on your window of stress tolerance? So like right now, just ask yourself, just take, take three seconds and give yourself a number. Rate yourself from zero to 10. How stressed are you? Are you a zero? No stress at all. I'm good. Or a 10. Oh my goodness. This is just the worst stress I've been under in a really long time. Being aware of your own stress tolerance and your own window of tolerance. And then what is being poured into your bucket? that's causing that tolerance to, to get narrower and narrower and maybe even overflow. How close are you to being there? That self-reflection is, is one of the best gifts you can give yourself because it's possible you might even need a few self-regulation tips to yourself, maybe checking in with a buddy or checking in with someone who can actually help you. Being aware of your students and having them check in with ourselves. Maybe you can do a self-regulation thing in, in, in class at the very beginning and get them to get regulated. And then if you see someone is really off, maybe even collaborating with families. That would be 
something that would be really good and a good relationship building thing because it might also give you some insight into what the kids are going and doing. So just to reiterate and kind of think about this as far as what you can do and what you can take home. You can start with mindful breaks. So in other words, have a break in your class where kids can check in with each other. They can check in with themselves. They can just go through a little mindful moment there where they can kind of say, okay, here's where I am, get themselves back together. Maybe a kid needs, if you have the setup that you can do it, maybe the kid needs a quiet space. Maybe you have a, a separate area in the room or a, an office that they can go into or something where they could just sit and be quiet away from the noise, away from the distraction and away from everything going on. Sometimes we just need to do that. Maybe they need permission to put their headphones on and just be with themselves for a few minutes and be into their music or be alone in, in this big old sea of everything going on. And then sometimes it might just mean number three, you might need to do an emotional check-in with a kid and just personally check in with them and say, hey, I noticed you're a little off today. Is everything okay? And giving that emotional check-in, you can even do it through a journal. You can do it, have them leave you a note or have them leave something on your desk. Just simply saying, hey, I see you. I'd love to know what's going on. If you feel open to sharing, please be feel free to, to let me know if you want to chat. These things can be so helpful for students and being able to be in tune with their window of tolerance, it can change the dynamics of your classroom. So I believe teachers, educators, administrators, whoever you are on these campuses working with these kids, if we will all find a way to not only be aware of the student's window of tolerance, but be aware of our own window of tolerance and maybe even have a curiosity about those around us. If we would all be paying attention to that and be able to adjust our teaching and our strategies or adjust our relationships just a little bit and tweak just a little bit, I believe that we will end up with a trauma responsive campus. It's, it's quite, it's that simple. Implement strategies to be aware of those things. Implement moments in your teaching to be aware of these things and have a mindset shift in your mind that if you're getting away from it, take a deep breath, step back and ask yourself, what is going on with me that I am so busy that I cannot take a moment to assess my kids and the window of tolerance that's here. That my friends is a gift that you can give yourself and you can give your students. I believe it can be done. I hope you're finding this information that I'm giving you helpful. If you do, please take a moment to, to follow the show and even leave a review. This podcast will get out to more, the more reviews we have. So please take that moment, leave a review and let me know how it's going. I read every one of your reviews and cherish, cherish what you're saying. So I appreciate you. I hope you guys are blessed and you're having an awesome day wherever you are. Bye, my friends. We'll talk soon. Hey, amazing educators. Thanks for tuning in. If you found this episode helpful, I'd love for you to hit subscribe and leave a review. Even better, share this episode with a colleague. And hey, I'd love to connect with you on social media. You can even join my Facebook group for some extra support and a dash of inspiration. I've left all the links in the show notes. Until next time, my friend, remember, you're not alone on this journey. You've got this. Keep making a difference and stay teach-tastic.